Welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils podcast, presented by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Use the code PHNX to get $150 in free bets when you place just one or more dollar on any football game this week. I'm joined, as always, by the host of the PHNX Sun Devils podcast, Brittany Boyer. Brittany, how are you doing today? What up, what up? <laughs> you got it's deep. It's a weird day. Uh, yeah. Um, what, time did day. You, what time did you get back from... Uh, the practice today uh like three o'clock so just recently but it it was kind of weird how they had it set up because they did media availability before practice so they had everyone go to wells fargo arena or i'm sorry desert financial arena for Mm -hmm. media availability first and then there was like an hour and 15 minutes to just kick it and then we had to go to weather up for the 20 minutes of media availability for practice Uh so Stop back at the office afterwards and dropped the microphone off that I borrowed and just got home sitting down to do this. And yeah, but before that, I went and got an MRI. So lots of fun today. That's that's that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. Anything to note at the 20 minutes of media availability you had? You know, this team actually, uh, they have a lot of fire, a lot of pep in them. They seem very positive at practice. They're pumping each other up the whole time. Um there just seems like there's a lot of good energy right now and they all really do want to be there. It seems like there's a, a big difference in the attitude of the guys who are on the team this year versus the guys who were on the team last year, especially leading up to the start of the season. Um, they know, especially the three main returners in uh, Kamani, Marcus, and um, Jaden, Jalen. Jalen, yeah. Jalen. Jalen. Why J names always throw me off? I know. You well, know we that. have two. We have, we have two big Jadens, or two. See, we have two big Jays uh, in this uh, in the Sun Devil program to report yeah. on. So, um, yeah, it, it makes sense. But I'm excited. November 9th. It can't come soon enough. I mean, well, it's it, it's crazy. I was out at practice today. Little surprise for the fans. It's not on the schedule yet, but there will be a scrimmage against St. Catharines on Monday, November 1st. Time wow. is still to be determined at this point, um, but I did get confirmation that it's happening. Right now, they're just working on getting some fine details worked out in terms of uh, getting everything lined up with officials and such for the scrimmage. So something to look forward to. Mark on your calendars eight days sooner than the previous tip-off. Yeah, the, this team for me is so exciting because of how – I say unlucky they were last year. Um, Some people don't agree. They thought the talent just wasn't there and all that. No, the talent was there. It just wasn't clicking. There was a lot of things that just weren't clicking. And there was uh, so many outside issues with COVID that kept affecting the team. And, you know, people were dealing with significant losses and other incredibly traumatic things to have to deal with on top of how heavy the world already was. Um, And that always is going to play a part when you go in. Even if you're trying to keep it off your mind, it's still there. Um, you still kind of feel like dog shit in the back of your head. Mm. You just know yeah. you don't feel the greatest. Your body still doesn't feel the greatest. So something you think about. But, um, you know, they, they have a lot to um, to prove. And they did talk about that today in the press conference as well. I don't know if I should say press conference. In their media availability, whatever you want to call it. They did mention that. But they mentioned how they like that this year they're being slept on a little bit more. They like being the underdogs For and sure. having to play up. Um, and honestly, I almost feel like that is the culture of ASU. Like, don't, especially Bobby Hurley. I mean, that's what, that's what he likes the, uh, and of course the, I mean, yeah, the talent thing last year, um, 
you know, just two and three, maybe even if you count Remy, uh, NBA talent guys, uh, and Josh Christopher and Marcus Bagley, and then Remy Martin, who now, of course, is going to be a Kansas Jayhawk, um, which is just bizarre. I just think that's so stupid. I'm well, going to be yeah. honest, but I never was a huge Remy Martin fan. I know a lot of people were. Um, and it was just like, I could not figure out what he was doing half the time. Like, I just did not understand his mentality as a player yeah. sometimes. Well, so yeah, that was my own personal thing, but I never things, went out and like trashed sure. him. But I yeah. don't understand him going to Kansas. I don't wish him bad, but just like the rest of his career, I don't understand what he's doing. So, yeah, the thing that I mean, he's he 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 loved Tempe for the most part, but when it got later in the career, um, especially later in the year last year, I'd noticed he kind of check out of some games. And he he's just a really erratic um, basketball player, but also a personality. He's kind of um, you know bouncing off the walls. And I, what I was hearing is there was some weird stuff in the locker room going on, mm-hmm. um, but. As we said, I mean, it's hard to keep your head straight with everything going on, not just inside of the Pac-12, but also in the world. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can do at Kansas, how much uh, how much effect he has on that team. I'm sure it's going to be a lot. Um, but it's, regardless of that, the, the this team is really exciting. It's fresh. It's new. They have um, two bigs. Yeah. They thank have you two for mentioning bigs. That. Yeah, it's it, yeah. It, it, and they talked about in, Marcus being Marcus Bagley being able to play more on the wing this year, yeah. Um, instead of having to play in other positions, and you know, he also mentioned himself that people he really doesn't feel like people got to see uh, what he was truly capable sure. of last year and what ASU was capable of last year because they knew they were capable of more, and so that was another reason he made his decision to come back. Um, he just thought that you know, they still had more left to prove. And he said he really couldn't see himself doing it anywhere besides ASU, which was another reason he decided to come back. He, he said he knew if he was going to come back, he was going to come to ASU. But, um, you know, it was just a matter of was he going to come yeah. back and, or was he going to proceed with the draft? So um, he's happy with his decision to be back on campus. Um, it seems like he's really embracing his role as a leader on the team this year. I know last year he was just a freshman, so he really – there wasn't much room for leadership, but he could have led by example on the court. And I don't always feel like we necessarily saw that from him. Yeah. Funny story. I used to train at, um, at Gilbert Christian for my, uh, for my, uh, club basketball team and Marvin Bagley would train sometimes too with us. And of course, Marcus would always be there. And at this time, let's see, um, he's what, five years, six years younger than me. So he was probably, 10 to 12 years old when i would see him and dude was just a baller and he was big he was huge for his age and so i grew up like in high school watching him kind of progress on ball's life and knowing that like this little kid like trained at the same academy i trained at um much better uh, i think he could, could have beat me in one-on-one when he was 12 and i was 16 or 18 or whatever it was um, but I mean, man, seeing the work ethic in person from, um, his father, who was a very, um, intense and basketball minded guy. Um, I mean, you have to be when you're, when you're raising two sons that are potentially NBA players. Um, and I thought he did a great job with his kids. Um, but I, I'm just really excited to see Marcus kind of expand his role from instead of being this big body, one of ASU's biggest bodies to now what I think he's more comfortable in a, a slasher shooter score. I mean, he's a, he, he's a two way player. Um, he's, he's pretty good on defense. Um, mm-hmm. He obviously has the size, 
But, man, he can shoot the shit out of the ball, and we didn't see much of it last year. He had some off games. He did. He did. And, you know, another thing I feel like uh, people saw a lot of last year with the Sun Devils was issues with guarding the court and just leaving huge gaping holes open. And that was something uh, Hurley addressed today in the, the presser or the media availability as well was how much of a difference it makes. And he didn't really necessarily notice it until last year going into this year. You know, when you're looking at the court and you see the guys with their arms out, you know, that's why there was so much more space for those guys to cut in and out before. Whereas now, you know, they fill the gaps pretty good and it's a lot harder for guys to cut through from one end to the other. So that's something I also think is going to improve on defense. Um, I I don't think that, and he said this too, um, they're not going to rely so much on just steals. Uh, I think having two bigs is going to be tremendously helpful for them in terms of getting both offensive and defensive rebounds, um, obviously. And, you know, cleaning up around the rim and, and just getting those easy buckets if they can get there. So Yeah, well, there's there's two really big things with the big man. Um, first of all, as we mentioned, ASU hasn't had that true big in the, um, in the paint for so long. Um, you know, you think of staples on this ASU team like Jordan Bashinsky. It mm-hmm. hasn't – we have they haven't had that for so long. And, no, and he was epic. He is somebody yeah. that – uh, uh, not a ton of standout stellar players who came through Arizona State during that time. And I can speak for that because I was a student at that time. And like him and Jahi Carson are probably two of yeah. the only athletes that really went through, uh, or I should say basketball players, at least two of the only basketball players that went through Arizona State during my time that I actually legitimately remember their name because they did yeah. something. And yeah. And- and and I think the he biggest he thing always came in clutch with those blocks. Like yeah. he won ASU. What was it like? The uh, at least one yeah, the big Blockchinsky. game against U of A, if not two. Blockchinsky, yeah. Um, the and, he has and, the the most blocks in ASU yeah. history. Actually, I don't know if you yeah. knew that. Yeah, and uh, aside from what we mentioned in the on and off, the chemistry stuff, the mm-hmm. the losing games to COVID, I think the biggest thing for this ASU team that was lacking was. Uh, not only a presence inside, but just team rebounding. All right, yeah, so a lot to look forward to with ASU hoops this season. You know, like I said, they're going to be having that scrimmage open to the public, I believe, uh, November 1st. Time still be to be determined, but for sure, at night, it's a Monday. So if you're interested, get out, check it out. It's going to be exciting. You know, like we said, most of this team is new, fresh faces, a lot of energy, a lot of excitement among them, though, and they are very excited to get back out in front of the fans and you know who else is excited to be in front of the fans are some of the other athletes who don't get as much media attention but they're still on the rise uh asu volleyball has a big match uh, today is thursday i feel like i should emphasize that so tomorrow Mm -hmm. friday on the road at stanford stanford's ranked i believe number 17 right now so it's going to be another big test for them they've they've gotten close in a lot of those ranked matches and they've taken it where it's three two and they drop it in that final set so this will be a chance for Arizona State to really show that they've kind of rounded the corner and they're getting past that hump and they're able to win those those close games. Um, but it's going to be a big one for them. Do you have anything you want to add about ASU volleyball right now, Shane? I just rambled for a long time. <laughs> no, I think you covered most of it. Um, yeah, the 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 losses to uh, what was it, Oregon and uh, Arizona, um, mm-hmm. it, it, it kind of put a a halt on their uh, their hot three and start, but. Uh, I, I think the momentum uh, from those games will still carry on even with the two losses. 
um, into Friday's game um, against a pretty, uh, pretty good uh, uh, team in uh, Stanford. Stanford, thank you. Sorry, yes. um, in Stanford. So yeah, get out to those I games. Hate- are super fun. By the way, nothing to do with anything that we're talking about except for Stanford. I hate their mascot being a cardinal. I hate that it's like something <laughs> it's, that you don't know. It's, 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 it's the color. Yes, I know, but I hate it. But it's like yeah. a tree. But they're like, oh, the cardinal, like the Stanford cardinal. I don't, yeah. I like, I just, I hate it. it. To me, it's like a pretentious way of saying I'm really fucking smart and I went to Stanford <laughs> and the years are like, because That's you don't fair. know what the hell they're talking about when they're yeah. trying to even tell you their mascot. It, it's over my head. I wanted Anyways. to I, I wanted to say a really good team in USC. That's where I was going, but that is That's ASU soccer. soccer. Um, number twenty one USC. Yep, number twenty one USC coming to Tempe, um, trying to trying to uh, get rid of this uh, high streak that the Devils are taking right now. Um, they're seventeen and eight all time against ASU. Um, they won eight, the last meeting against ASU one nothing in Tempe. Um, or ASU won the last meeting, one nothing in Tempe. Prior to that, USC won five straight. Um, so they're looking to continue that streak. Well, you know, I think that this is the perfect year for them to kind of, with another team, round the corner and show that they can win these big games against good teams. I mean, they showed that they're able to hang with the best so far. I mean, that's why they were ranked. Um, I know their game against Washington on the road, Coming out with a tie wasn't necessarily what they wanted because going into the, the game, they were ranked and Washington was not. But, you know, you have to look at overall the improvements that they've made um, to, to this point in the season. You, you don't really know if maybe that was just an off game for them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things to take into consideration. It could have been a down game. They just didn't play as well. And you never know what you're going to get from them tonight. You know, it is a home game. The weather's getting nicer. Uh, when I was out at basketball practice because the – weather up facility is right over by soccer. They were already getting stuff set up for the game. So um, they're anticipating fans to be out there. So I think it's, there's a good chance that this might be the first kind of action packed game that ASU soccer gets to be a part of this year. Well, I should say this season, because earlier in the year, they did play their final uh, home game against U of A in April in um, Sun Devil stadium. They lost that game, but it was still a super exciting game to go to and cover. There was a lot of good energy back. That was the first time they allowed the band to come back and play at any ASU sporting event. So even the band was out at soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that this will be a good a good litmus test for Sun Devil Soccer to see where they're at. And if if they do win, I with the culture that ASU has, I do foresee more people starting to tune in and pay attention to them and like they catch more attention actual attention not just on social media but people actually showing up to games and tuning in yeah they're gonna have to stop the trojans who've won six straight now after dropping their first two um and i mean it's no easy test even at home uh so i'm I'm definitely excited for this one um and yeah as we said start going to these games they're super fun um soccer and volleyball uh so yeah if you uh if you're in tempe um go to these games but also you got to start going to the football games, man. When the, these Devils come back after the big win they pick up at the Rose Bowl against UCLA, they're going to be hyped. They're going to be fired up, and they're going to need the fans to come and support them because they're, they're going to start feeding off the energy. But before we get into ASU football against UCLA, um, I just wanted to remind you guys that uh, that DraftKings app, you know, that one we talk about a little bit, um, if you use code PHNX when you sign up, 
you get a hundred you get hundred fifty dollars in free bets instantly, no matter what. Bet just one dollar on any football game this week to get that hundred fifty dollars when you sign up using code PHNX. Um, those same game parlays that I always preach, I will always preach them, even if I'm losing them. They're so fun to do. Combine multiple bets for a huge payout. Um, this week, place the same game parlay on any NFL game, and you'll be credited up to $25 if your bet loses. So you get some insurance there. Um, I know I needed it. I wish I could have it a couple more times, but uh, it's it's still a really good uh, um, place to uh, bet. Um, because uh, when you when when you lose or if you lose, sorry, you're not going to lose. This isn't a, you're going to lose podcast. Um, if you lose, you get those twenty five dollars up to twenty five dollars back. Um, so it's good to have that safety net. Uh, so download that DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that code PHNX. Get your hundred fifty dollars in free bets when you place just one or more dollar in any football game. That's code PHNX. Twenty one plus. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Next Step. New customer only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And Brittany, we got a new sponsor. Who is it? We do. We do. Well, you know what I hate. What do you hate? Men with nasty, hairy balls. <laughs> and they're never fun. So with Manscaped, you can make sure you keep your area nice and clean. Because do you know what's spookier than seeing a black cat on Halloween? having two hairy full moons and some nose hairs in your face. <laughs> when it comes to below the waist grooming, get your man to shave his pumpkins this Halloween because Manscaped is here to upgrade his grooming experience. Go from a bite-sized candy to a king-sized candy bar and get him to join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping if you use our code PHNX. This, this, the I care pack- the fun read. Yeah, the care package couldn't come sooner right now. I, uh, I'm, I'm in dire need uh, before Halloween begins. Um, get that 20% off and free you gotta, shipping. You got to get your pumpkins trimmed up. Yeah, the pumpkin, the pumpkin patch is getting a little too, uh, uh, too burly. Uh, get 20% off plus pr- free shipping with the code PHNX at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code PHNX at Manscaped.com. <laughs> Well, Say for trick any or treat to this Hi, beautiful mom and Paula, because you're the only other two women I know who will probably hear this. Slay your worst on my boobs. Slay your worst pubes and keep your dagger clean with manscaped. <laughs> we love it. We Why? love it. Um, now Why, to a the, the, to a cleaner read, um, Britt. I know you're uh, working hard on that series about ASU. Um, tell the people what they're going to get over at gophnx.com. I am. I am. So I'm working on that series. The next story should be posted sometime today. I'm just finishing it up. Um, after I did my last interview yesterday, I kind of decided I wanted to rearrange my story and how I had it formatted and laid out. Cause I thought it would flow a little bit better. So it's a little later than I anticipated it being, but I feel like it will be worth the wait. Um, but yeah, keep an eye out for that. It's going to be a weekly post. Tomorrow, we will be having our Pac-12 picks of the week coming your way. Uh, We'll be giving you a little bit more of a breakdown. If you want something to just read real quick, it will have the uh, betting odds and such along with our picks and a little description of each game. Um, And as always, we've got some hockey content up there from our wonderful and amazing in-house hockey experts. I have no idea how else to describe him because he knows everything. I almost want to call him like a little hockey gnome. 
the gnome of, the gnome of knowledge. <laughs> the gnome of knowledge with his Morgan's minions that attack you on Twitter if you disagree yeah. with him at all. Um, also, I'm right now, I'm on the show tomorrow, and I'm going to be like, yeah. "Oh, our little, our little gnome of knowledge is." Here. <laughs> also, right. Like, what? Yeah. Also, right now, you can go to uh, PHNX Locker, get some free start, get some nice swag, and we have this deal. Um, ASU just released a shirt. I don't know if we you guys did. saw it. Yet. You should get it. It's pretty awesome. Um, right now, you can get that and another shirt. Buy one, get one 50% off um, on college gear. The Wildcats one is stupid and dumb. Actually, it's pretty cool. Um, but the Wildcats are stupid and dumb. Um, it's, Ooh, you guys suck. Uh, so go, head over to two years. Head over to phnxlocker.com. Go get you some merch. Um, go to go phnx. Get you some knowledge from the gnome of knowledge himself, or from Brittany. Um, you can get your first month for just fifty cents, or you can get a year-long membership for sixty bucks, and you get a free shirt. You can get the ASU shirt. You can get the Cardinal shirt. Whichever one you like the best. So go over to gophnx.com and get that going. Well, let's get going ourselves. Let's start to talk about this game on Saturday um, at the Rose Bowl. We got UCLA, um, uh, and I'm I'm excited to I'm excited to watch this game. Shane, um, hit me with your first thoughts right now. I'm scared. I'm worried. Um, I feel like DTR, um, if he's completely healthy, which it sounds like he's going to play, even though he didn't yes. practice today, right? Um, so I'm not sure. I, I saw he was back out at practice sometime yeah. this week. Not okay. sure what day. It says like that he shook off the injury. But I almost wonder if it's a little bit to like throw off our defensive front um, in terms of what they're going to be expecting. Maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking too much into this. But I also yeah. kind of thought it was weird that they've been like pumping up the return of Chip so much. Yeah. Like he was only gone for two games, three games. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I get what and you're ASU's saying. one loss during those games was not because he was not playing. It yeah. was because ASU shot themselves in the foot with penalties. It, it, I so. think it's also because people one like him a lot, and two he this running back core was like the most exciting thing about this ASU team coming into the season. Um, but it'd be good to have him back, um, especially because last time ASU played UCLA, they went down seventeen to nothing really fast. Um, so fast i was there for that game that yeah, was terrible they took that one point lead in the fourth quarter late but ultimately lost that game on a game-winning tutty um with a minute to go um and i two things i don't want a slow start as we've preached this whole year but one thing i really don't want is to give dtr the ball back late and have to deal with his legs uh inside the 20 because man he's strong he can move. He's hard to tackle. Um, I'm not as worried about his arm because our secondary has been playing, or their secondary has been playing ASU secondary, not ours. ASU secondary has been playing very well. Um, but but uh, when when he gets going, man, he is hard to take down. Yeah. See, I was looking at some stats just before we started this podcast, and ASU. Their defense allows far fewer yards than UCLA's defense. Um, ASU's offense, however, does not normally produce quite as many yards total per game as UCLA's does. But I think in this matchup, I don't know why I just said that so weird. Matchup. Matchup. <laughs> yeah. 
That, that almost sounds like ketchup. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think in this matchup, I think it's better suited for uh, the Sun Devils to come out on top with their defensive style. So long as, like you said, they don't get off to a slow start. That's a concern I have. But only on the defensive side. I think if they get off to a little bit of a slow start offensively, as in, um, you know, they're moving the ball a little bit, not necessarily – like no turnovers. They can't have any turnovers. But if they're moving the ball a little bit and they're not necessarily getting it into the end zone, maybe they got to settle for a field goal, punt, and then then they get a touchdown. Like that's okay. I'll take that. But I, I don't want to see a slow start defensively. Yeah, I think Herm said something that was just the most coaching sentence ever earlier this week. He said, um, I don't know if you stop him. I think you just tried to contain him. Um, talking about DTR, and I think that's mm -hmm. really true. But at the same time, it's not just DTR. It's Zach Charbonnet, Charbonnet the, and uh, Britton Brown. They have a good backfield. They're running backs. Um, they averaged like 13 yards a carry against ASU last season. So I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident in this game. I don't know why. It might just be false instilled confidence in my belief in the Devils after they looked a lot better last week against a team in Colorado who doesn't really matter if you look better against them. But as we highlighted earlier in this week, I think it's just going to come down to how healthy is DTR, how easily can we can, can the Sun Devils contain him, and how, how much is going to be allowed on defense. Um, and 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 if if they can't contain him uh, when he gets outside the pocket, I think ASU might be looking like a do double digit loss. Well, possibly. I think it'll be interesting to see how ASU's offense also responds to UCLA's defense that they they play. You know, um, I mean, the, ASU is anticipating UCLA to really stop the run, um, and so I, I that's why I, I almost thought it was kind of a, like a trick play to just boast about Chip coming back to make them think like, okay, ASU is going to try and like ground and pound this game, you know, mm -hmm. and they're actually planning to just like air attack. So I honestly have no idea. Um, but I feel like looking at the stats, looking defensively at what each team allows, um, I think ASU has the upper hand so long as it's a clean game with no turnovers. And I say that every goddamn game, yeah, but you have to, um, that is seriously what their issue is because how many games have they lost that have been close games? Just about every damn one has been a close game. BYU was one of the biggest margins of loss that they've had under. But it wasn't, it wasn't a 10 point loss, like looking at it from afar. Like that's not how much they lost by. That should have lost by rather. So, I mean, I, I just look at that and it, I look at what UCLA is able to do offensively, their offensive production the numbers that they're putting up, but then I see it against our defense, and then I put our, or I should say, the ASU defense, and then I see? put ASU's defense <laughs> up against UCLA's offense and looked at that, and I just statistically, like, and I, I might be wrong, but in my head, I think it looks-wise, ASU looks like on paper they should have the upper hand. For but, sure. you know, they are playing in L L.A., Herm talked about this this week, um, keeping the kids on track, keeping them focused, because it can be hard since there's so many kids from California. You know, they grew up dreaming of playing for UCLA, playing for USC, dreaming. Um, going to some of those games. And now here yeah. they are on the opposite team. But 
it's still reminiscent of being home, you know, diff it, it just takes them back and it kind of brings them out of their, yeah. their point of focus of why they're there, which is to do their job, which is to play football. So, um, I think there's a lot of factors that are going to play into what the outcome of this game is. And, um, you know, if you're Arizona state in this case, you just go in, buckle down and play like you really want to win this game. And it's the got to be the best game of your life. Yeah, this has to be the best they play all year. I think this is going to be the most talented team they see all year. Um, and the winner of this game. Unless will... they make it to the Pac-12 championship, yeah. which I, which, in my opinion, I think Oregon's going to win the North. For sure. So For if sure. ASU was to win the South, then they yeah. would face Oregon, and yeah. I think that would be the next toughest yeah, test. Definitely. You're right. I'm, yeah. But the winner of this game, speaking of the standings, will take sole control of the Pac-12 South. Um and yeah, I I think if if ASU's uh, secondary can stay under 150 yards again, um, allowed through the air, um, and just put the emphasis on stopping the run, um, I think ASU sets themselves up pretty well to uh, take control of this game early, especially if they are able to force any turnovers. Um, they can pick DTR off. I don't know how much they're going to throw the ball. Um, but if it starts getting all gross and muddy in the trenches and and UCLA is able to run over this de uh, ASU defense, um, I think it's going to get pretty testy. But we'll, we'll go more into it uh, tomorrow on we our will. show. Um, that'll be the main preview. We'll preview all of the Pac-12 games coming up. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited to, to watch the biggest game of the year by far. Yeah, it's going to be – quite a test um we'll be coming to you live with a post game show too but that's what we'll talk to you about tomorrow but i think it's going to be an exciting game i'm hoping for the best um honestly i kind of wish i could go to california for this game yeah i think it'd be nice so if you're going on the road for it be safe enjoy it i know a lot of sun devils like to make this trip yearly um or bi-yearly depending on whatever yeah, where one the, where but, the game is yeah but to the L.A. area, because we always yeah. play there at least once on the road. Um, yeah, so I guess that's about it. Tomorrow we'll be having lots of content for you. We're giving you a little update on uh, ASU Wrestling, where they're at right now in preseason rankings. Um, some updates from Sun Devil Soccer, what happened tonight. Updates from Sun Devil Volleyball, what happened tonight. We'll be getting you some hoops coverage, um, some hockey preview coverage. We got a lot. We got it all coming your way tomorrow, so make sure you tune in. Yeah, that's all gonna, we've got for you. One more thing. We're also going to be uh, reviewing some stuff that happened on the internet uh, over the course of the week for a new oh, segment. Yeah. So the name's still, uh, it's still a working title. I have some ideas, um, but essentially it's going to be a this week on the internet recap. Um, so tune in for that. I'm excited to see Craig's reactions. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in guys. Go Devils.